Wikipedia.org is a massive site with over 5,275,000 articles in English alone. Whoa, that's a lot. Many people can tell you the accuracy of this knowledge, but Ben Graw, this is the Ben voice, and Garth Remington, this is the Garth voice, are not even smart enough to determine what is true and what is not. Yeah, they're kind of dumb. If knowledge starts conversation, then they will review Wikipedia pages for their entertainment value and find which pages are boring. That's boring. Leave me alone. You're such a loser. And which are interesting. That's so interesting. Wanna have sex? They're doing one page at a time and they're not stopping till they've done every single one. They're going to do all of them? This is the Wiki Review. How are we going to pad out this page? I didn't know there were any people left to react to that anymore. You're live recording me getting my mind blown right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's genius. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. And we are back again doing our 20th episode. Alright! And a lot of people didn't think that we would make it this far, but that's just a common misconception. And this. What? <laughs> And that's what we're going through, the list of common misconceptions Wikipedia page. That is a list of common misconceptions, not common misconceivements. This is not a list of bastards. This is a list of things you thought were true, but were not. (laughs) We got a whole list here. We're going to go through arts and culture, food and cooking. I like that in food and cooking, out of everything, there's only one extra subcategory, microwaves. Because I know that there is a lot of misconceptions about microwaves, because it's something that came out in the 60s, and technically, they have been around long enough for anyone to know or disprove any of the misconceptions like there's a whole thing about they're going to kill you microwaves will kill you they're radiation it's like a nuclear power plant you're going to die not at all true there is no truth to that but everyone who says that says no one's been around long enough to see the effects but did you know if you place metal inside the microwave it could severely damage the electronics in there really yeah that's just something that everybody seems to know but apparently it's not true is that a common misconception it appears so which <laughs> Why I wanted to do this page is because I read that and went, no, they damaged the microwave. What are you, stupid? Well, the microwave is metal. Yeah. But certain type of... That's a good point. You can't... Because you can put metal in there, but stuff like aluminium foil, you can't. I've got these plates at home that have like a a metallic rim on them. It's like painted on metal. And I just thought it was just paint. But I put them in the microwave and it started sparking around the edges. And now I don't use them anymore. But this is telling me, even though there are sparks flying in the microwave, that it's okay. I don't believe you. Wiki review (laughs) is asking Wikipedia, is this really right? Well, that's the straightaway, the thing with the common misconceptions. Like, but I saw lightning and I don't think I'm meant to see lightning inside 
inside my microwave. Yeah, generally you keep lightning away from your food. Yeah, well, you can put some metals in the microwave, though. I do know that. It's not you can't put all, but there are some things that are metallic. Maybe it's not the metal in the aluminium foil. Maybe it's something else, like there's a zinc or... Yeah. Something that's, like, scientific that we don't know about. Hmm. Uh, misconceptions. <laughs> right, what other categories have we got? Arts and culture, the food and cooking. There's law, crime, and military. There's literature, music, religion. Uh, they go through the three subcategories of religion. Buddhism, Christianity, and Judaism, misconception, and Islam. Uh, I don't think we'll be doing Islam. <laughs> <laughs> we'll respectfully just skip over that one. I don't need to know. I think with religion, for all of them, the first misconception would be that they're real. Common misconceptions. Buddhism. <laughs> Another common misconception. Christianity. <laughs> and Judaism. And that's where we'll end. Well, don't go down them in order. What, what sticks out to you? I like that astronomy is a misconception. The Great Wall of China is not, as is claimed, the only human-made object visible from the moon or from outer space. So, first off, I thought that they were going to say that the Great Wall of China can't be seen from space. But it can. But it's not the only thing. Because when you think about it, I mean, there are highways bigger than that. And much wider and stuff. You'd think you'd be able to see them from space. Does the lights count? The satellites at night show all the lights in the darkness. Does that count? Because this is a simple thing about misconceptions. Although you do ponder this, you can just go onto Google and type... And it'll tell you what it means. ...view of the Earth from space. Well, I don't see Great Wall of China. Are there any of these photos? You, you can like, see up. lights, that but you can't see any structures. Like, I bet when they're carrying on about, like, Great Wall of China, the guy who designed that's like, yeah, I can see my thing from space. I bet Thomas Edison would probably be there going, dude, you know what you can see from space? Me, bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's all you can see at night. Daytime, maybe you can see a wall. Who cares about the Chinese? I'm Thomas Edison, bitches. Well, you see here, do you see the Great Wall of China? Is this like a third eye thing where eventually <laughs> there's a picture they say you can see the Great Wall of China. Well, that's a satellite trying to take a picture at the Great Wall of China and you still can't really see it. Because is that it here? That's either it or it's a river. I don't know. One thing we might be able to see, look at the salad bowl in Spain. Because I saw a thing about this recently. It's a whole bunch of plastic. So yeah, you see that picture there? This one? That's on probably Google Maps or something. But that's a photo taken from space. I don't know how magnified it is. Now, you see all that white stuff? For everyone watching, just Google salad bowl of Spain and it'll come right up with a picture. There is a whole I don't know how much there is, but a lot of space. That's all plastic. It's one big hydroponic setup because it's a desert essentially where they're growing things. It's all internal food production. So it's like one big greenhouse with saran wrap over it. And there's that many of them that it's just a whole bunch of plastic. So what can you see from space? Plastic. Humans make that. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't be proud of these things. You know, they say that the garbage the size of Texas in the middle of the ocean. But you can see that from space. You can see Texas, right? And there's a lot of garbage in space too. So any aliens can go, hey, what's that that just hit our ship? Oh, hey, look, there's a whole bunch of it on that planet. Humans do throw their junk everywhere. Oh, human sexuality. Let's go straight to that. <laughs> Garth no... has a sexuality. That's a misconception. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm asexual, like a flower. I'm like a worm. Well, flowers, aren't they hermaphroditic? If you're asexual, then you split. Well, You're like I... a bacteria. Can you split and there's two guts? Yeah, that's how you make more of me. Didn't you know that? <laughs> that's how I'm managing to be here and at home lazing around at the same time. And yet, even though I split, I'm just as useless. Because zero times four is still zero. There is no physiological basis for the belief that having sex in the days leading up to a sporting event or contest is detrimental to performance. Really? I don't know. I think it depends on the sport. If you're satisfied and relaxed, you're probably not going to be as like, you know, on your toes 
toes. You're not going to be as aggressive. I disagree. <laughs> I don't think the sex would be the problem. It would be engaging in a physical activity just before you do something. Say you were going to box. And just before you went out, you had sex. Then you would get probably tired from the sex. You'd and then you'd not want to come out and box. But if you had sex the night before and then you went to bed and sleep, woke up, had breakfast, then came in, you should be fine. In the days leading up, but not directly before. But that's the same. Yeah. Like, don't eat a five-course meal before you go box. It's the same. Yeah, don't have sex and eat a lot before you go get punched mm. in the face. It's the same as if you went to do, like, 200 push-ups or something before you went out boxing. You'd mm. probably be too tired to fight then, too. And plus, if I had sex right before I was supposed to do 200 push-ups, I'd be like, why do I need to do push-ups? I just had sex. <laughs> Clearly, I don't need to do that. That's a complete waste of time. I already reached my goal. Thank you. Pregnancy from sex between first cousins do not carry any serious risks of birth defects. The risk is 5 to 6%. I think they're saying there were no birth defects from first cousins, or it's the same risk of there being problems as if a woman was 40 years old. Did Jerry Lee Lewis write this? Because he married his cousin. <laughs> was this Woody Allen's doing? <laughs> so there's only a 5 to 6% risk that you'll have a deformed child. And the normal risk is 3 to 4%. So it is higher, but it's essentially the same as the complications, like if someone's not as healthy or something. You can have sex with your first cousin, apparently. Finally! <laughs> I mean... <laughs> See, I get confused with this page, whether it was saying what the conception was or what it's saying. Yeah. Are they saying the misconception? Because in reading it, like, they're saying these are all misconceptions. Let me just tell you the truth. Yeah, these are the corrections to the misconceptions, not the misconceptions themselves. See, the first misconception was that this was a list of misconceptions. And they got us. I got to admit it. <laughs> all right, now I'm on board. Let's have a look. All right, let's start. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Wiki Review. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Psychology Boom Dyslexia Dyslexia is not a cognitive disorder Characterised by the reversal of letters or words And mirror writing It is a disorder of people Who have at least average intelligence And who have difficulty in spelling words Reading quickly Writing words Sounding out words in the head Pronouncing words when Nah I don't agree with any of this page so far <laughs> I think this is all crap <laughs> Yeah, dyslexia is not real. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you mean all that extra time I got given on tests because of my disability? I was just rotting the system? Yeah. Oh, good. Good to know. <laughs> Schizophrenia? Is not the same thing as disassociative identity disorder. Oh, that's... multiple personalities. So if you have schizophrenia, it's not multiple personalities. Uh, that's not... just what they put in movies. Oh, yeah, I know that. They just... Schizophrenia is a buzzword. But that's a common misconception. All right, You okay. don't have to believe all of these. But people do believe that. That's true. Okay, fair enough. I'm on board. You get one. This page gets one so far from me. <laughs> there is okay. no scientific evidence for the existence of photographic memory in adults. All right, I'm willing to go with that. Okay, some people have a really good memory and they're really able to remember things, but it's not photographic. That's a very specific thing. They might remember things better visually, but it doesn't mean that they have a photograph memory. Mm. All right, this is really playing over very specific definitions though. <laughs> it's like saying not all pilots fly planes. You know, some fly helicopters. Yeah, okay, I know that dick, but you know, if you say you're a pilot, I'm still gonna assume it's a plane until you tell me otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I have a terrible memory. We spend so What's much the time opposite of phot photographic? Um, phonographic. You know, like those old <laughs> records. Actually, my memory is sort of more like a Polaroid. It prints out, and you're just sort of sitting there, and I'm just like shaking it, going, "Come on, 
on, come on. As in, it takes a little while to sink through. Then you look at it and you remember right then and there, about two minutes after something happens, that's your golden hour. And then any time after that, when you need to remember it, you got to go find where you put your Polaroid. <laughs> and everything's a little bit faded and a bit off color. And it's a very small box. There's no wide lens in your memory. <laughs> and there's like a sunbeam that shines on it all day, every day. And it's all overexposed. My memory's more like a Rubik's Cube that someone else is mixing around. <laughs> hey, I got a side. You ever got a side on a Rubik's Cube and then decide that that's where you're just going to end it because there's no way you're going to get the others and the only way you can go is downhill from here? There's no way to go forward without wrecking this side. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten a side and then gone, all right, that's close enough. I just need like six of these and then I can claim a side on each. How about ancient history? Vomiting was not a regular part of Roman dining customs. Yeah, because they have like a vomitorium. That was a name they gave to a room <laughs> and people said that that's where they used to go to vomit. It's not a special room used for purging food during meals. What is it? I think it's basically an exit. Vomitorium means it's a way that they all go out because vomit is sort of taken from this to expel. So it's a place where everyone expels from a stadium. Okay. These people would be horrified to know how we use the word vomit. <laughs> Imagine the guy who invented the vomitorium. <laughs> you what? <laughs> that was architectural genius. I made art and engineering in one and what do you do to me? What's bulimia? It is true that the life expectancy in the Middle Ages and earlier was low. However, one should not infer that people usually died around the age of 30. In fact, earlier low life expectancies were very strongly influenced by the high infant mortality rate. So it's one of those, if you make it through, you know, your first couple of years, then you're good to go. Because that is the idea that you think that people in the Middle Ages died at 30. Well, they say that the middle-aged people could live to about 64, which is still kind of shit. We're about, what, 10 years above that now? I've got more than that. I know people who are 64 who are fully healthy and fine. People can easily make it to 90s, 100 these days. I mean, you have people who knock off early. It's hard to go with average. Different cultures, too. I know that people who go over 100, there's a high proportion of them in Jewish ethnicities for no particular reason other than they just live a long time. Not all Jewish people live forever, obviously. Mm. <laughs> like, I know that my genetic makeup around the 60 mark is where we tend to check out. Oh, really? Yeah, that's mainly because they just work themselves to death. That's an Irish thing. You can't get around that. <laughs> that's more lifestyle choices. <laughs> I don't think you working yourself to death is really a risk, though. Yeah, I was made aware of this. Um, <laughs> You're battling it. Trying to change the culture of my family. You're a recovering workaholic. That's right. I'm doing this on behalf of all my ancestors yeah. who came before me. I but see then... you going completely cold turkey. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had the shakes for so long. <laughs> you see, like, some Chinese people, they kind of look like, you know, you don't know how old they are, but you just assume it's somewhere near a thousand. Like, you could be 80, you could be 300. Either one I'd believe. But other cultures where you see people, they're like maybe 35 and you're like, dude, you're nearly done. You look 80. <laughs> You've lived. Stan Lee is 94. It's one of those, yeah, he looks old, but he's good for 94. That's pretty good. And I've come across some people that, oh, I'm a pensioner. What? Don't rot this system, you dick. Oh, wow, you were born then. <laughs> it does depend on what you do for a living, because Stan Lee has never lifted anything heavier than a pencil. That's exactly right. Your pencil pusher. Oh, here's one that I knew. There is no evidence that Vikings wore horns on their helmets. Of course they didn't wear horns on their helmets. First off, it weighs it down. And have you ever tried going through a door with horns on your helmet? That's going to get your helmet knocked off. People are going to grab them and throw you around. There's no way you're keeping your helmet when you've got horns. That's highly problematic. All right, this page is just going to completely wreck Vikings for me because not only did they not have horns in their helmets, Vikings did not drink out of the skulls of vanquished enemies. Oh. 
That's completely badass. Not one did that. Surely they did. They said Vikings, plural. I'm sure there was one. And maybe it's just not recorded. Let's be honest. If you had the skull of an enemy you vanquished, you'd drink out of it, wouldn't you? I think anyone rationally would drink out of the skull of their vanquished enemies. Oh, that's even perfectly worded. <laughs> there is a culture, I think it's South American, where they actually keep their um, dead relatives' skulls and use them as, like, crockery. They actually drink from them or eat from their skull or whatever just because it's a good bowl. Oh, <laughs> uh, I found the next episode. It uh, says if you click on it, drinking out of... Oh, no. Oh, that's uh, not a whole Wikipedia of skulls thing. as drinking vessels. There's no it, evidence. It looked like there was a link for a Wikipedia page to drink out of the skull <laughs> of vanquished enemies. I'm like, if that's a whole Wikipedia page... That's our next four episodes. <laughs> Done. Tick. They say there's no evidence, but who's looking for the evidence? What you've got to do is you've got to find skulls that don't belong to Vikings in Viking villages, and then you have to test them for traces of mead and beer? Well, Is anyone doing that? They basically would have designed it to look like a cup. I think it would have been like a foam dome. Yeah, you put a skull either side of your head. You put it on the horns! That's why they had the horns! <laughs> skull each side. <laughs> Would you buy a coffee mug that's made out of a human skull? Like they designed it so it's now hollowed so it's a coffee mug? Well, I have a skull mug that I was given and I do like, but it's not a real skull. This to be an actual person who existed. Oh, I wonder how much liquid you could actually hold in there. It wouldn't necessarily be watertight, would it? The top of the skull would make a nice bowl, but that's the top that you have to cut off and turn over. Brain's essentially two fists size. It's got to be at least a cup. If they hollowed out the skull and then this little cup thing that they made out of bones from the rest of his body and so it was oh, yeah. basically this full bone cup. And so it was all airtight and solid. I'd love that. I think if anything, there should be more like a coconut where it's just drill one hole and put a straw in. Mmm, <laughs> vanquished. Just once in my life, I've always wanted to go into a store that's a lot like you'd see in a Twilight Zone episode where they have all these creepy things and yes. cursed <laughs> items and shrunken heads on the shelf. I just want to buy something from there. It's How much cursed. is the monkey paw? Why does everyone come in here and ask for monkey paws? I keep <clears> telling you, that's not what they do. It's uh, used for holding the skull of a vanquished enemy. What if I gave you a monkey paw and said, all right, you get this monkey paw, you get five wishes from it. But I will warn you, any wish that you do will backfire on you in some ironic way. You interested? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid enough to think I can beat the system. <laughs> right? It's all about just being really specific. I want to have a great time and enjoy myself and have all my dreams come true with no backfiring. Oh, I saw this really cool cartoon. If anyone's interested, Cyanide and Happiness. It's an online internet cartoon. They do one daily. It's great. A guy's rubbed a genie lamp. Mm. The genie comes out and he goes, you get three wishes. I wish for more wishes. Mm. Oh, sorry. No, that's the only rule is you can't wish for more wishes. More genies. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's genius. <laughs> uh. There is no evidence that Iron Maidens were invented in the Middle Ages or even used for torture. Instead, they were pieced together in the 18th century from several artifacts found in museums. No way! The Iron Maiden existed. Yeah, um, a little spiky coffin thing. You put a person in there, you shut it, then you hear them go, ow! Because wasn't part of the myth always that where the spikes were, it wouldn't pierce any of the vital organs? So they'd place them so they go through your eyes and stuff like mm -hmm. that, so it would hurt, but it'd keep you alive. That's the weird thing about medieval torture 
is everything they do was to prolong the pain and suffering. Like, they never wanted to kill you. They no. wanted to keep you alive as long as possible mm. while hurting you as much as possible. In, uh, I believe it was China, it was an art form of how to slowly take pieces off a human body so that essentially you're left with just a beating heart. You start off with all the things that are not going to bleed to death and they just carve you away. So it's really painful. In other words, how can we hurt them as much as possible before they die? That's an art. Probably taught in a school. People get paid to teach people this. Kids go home and study hard. Oh god, I'm gonna fail. If I fail, they'll probably do it to me. The Braveheart guy, William Wallace, in the way how he died, he was hung, but not until he was dead. Then he was cut down. They drawed and quartered him, which is where they tie ropes to each of your limbs and then the horses tear you apart. Then he was disemboweled and then they chopped his head off. That's like three or four different ways you could be executed and they just go, do all of them. It would suck knowing that that's what you got in for you. By the time you got to like your head getting chopped off, you'd be like, ah, just fucking do it. Though I don't know if we'll stumble across it on here, but isn't it true that if you get your head cut off, you're still alive for seven seconds? It's one of those things you can never actually prove or disprove. I've heard people say, look, we're going to chop your head off. So just try and blink as long as possible so we know Mm. you're still there. No, I'm dying. Screw you. Why would I help you in this? (laughs) Look, it's for science. Oh, for science. All right, well then, okay. (laughs) Piss off. Well, technically, there's got to be a point when the blood's still flowing through your head that you're alive. I don't know how long it takes. It might be seven seconds. It might be very quick. There's got to be a point where you're free falling because it's just your head and you're still conscious of it. There's got to be. I don't know how long it is. I really don't want to find out. Falling down into a basket would be horrible. Depends what kind of basket. Is there a pillow? (laughs) What if there's another head in there? You don't want it to be a guy's head because it'd be like, well, the last thing you remember is making out with a disemboweled head. Yeah, like your lips press against his. Oh, man. If Christianity was totally on the whole, like, don't be gay, like, you get to the pearly gates, they're like, so the last thing you did before you died was kiss a guy. (laughs) I didn't want to. It was just a little head. (laughs) I see chastity belts. Whether chastity belts devices designed to prevent women from having sexual intercourse were invented in medieval times is disputed by modern historians. Most Existing chastity belts are now thought to be deliberate fakes or anti-wanking devices. I can't say that word. Anti-masturbatory. Thank you. <laughs> from the uh, early, from the 19th and early 20th century, which I do know they have those. But that's interesting. They didn't have chastity belts. Although I have seen in modern day, the male chastity belt. It was like on Oprah or something. I saw it or some show like Oprah. This woman had designed a little cage for your wang. I don't know what happens when you get an erection in it. It sounds painful, but it has a little padlock. She just sort of clicks it on. See that? Oh, wow. So it's really not anything that you'd enjoy. You could probably still have sex with a woman maybe they might like that if you warm it up a little bit because it's metal that looks uncomfortable it looks kind of like spirally uh, taps it was hilarious to see on this show because this woman's like I've got this great new device I invented and she's there with her husband <laughs> if you had to draw a picture of a pussy whipped man <laughs> <laughs> and she just said it so blase like yeah you see you know if your husband's going away on a business trip or you have to leave the house you, you just put it on click it lock it and then you keep the key and then you know you're safe it's just normal and everyone's going to be okay with that <laughs> he's wearing it right now and you just see this poor beaten man (laughs) well he has to do what she says or she won't give him the key to his penis see how all of them you'll notice have a padlock do you know how easy it is to pick a padlock but you think he's gonna tell her that (laughs) he's probably got the system down where he's like i love this device because she locks up my penis i pick the lock the second i walk out that door (laughs) and it gets all the action lock it up five minutes before i get back in she thinks i'm fine (laughs) he's not even allowed to masturbate without her 
Exactly. In fact, to get an erection would be really painful in that. You know, like when you push your finger too far into like a sieve or something? It would be like if your wang was inside a whisk. If you wake up with morning glory, like imagine waking up every 30 minutes because your blood flow does that mm. and you're just in incredible pain. I reckon that might break it. It locks it in by going around the balls. What if it's a cold day and everything ascends <laughs> and it just falls off? And do you brag about I'm free or do you not want people to know that you shriveled up so much that not even a chastity belt could contain me? I slipped through the bars. Now that I'm free from the chastity belt, I can have sex with any woman who wants to have sex with a man whose penis is so small it can get out of a chastity belt. I'm free! Oh. Was she wearing a chastity belt? I really doubt it. She didn't look like that was a risk. How do you peek? See how there's those little holes and like just between the bars, I guess. Yeah. Very I bet sanitary. you used the stall a few. Oh yeah. You don't look, but if you hear like a clicking clacking of like someone's pulling out keys, you might be like, wait, what's going on over there? Yeah. If you're in the point in a relationship where you're locking up your partner's penis, then it's probably not working out. We've gone way past the sensibly we should probably end this now point. Yeah. If you're into that, you're either really pussy whipped or you're into some really kinky shit. And that's probably a happy thing for you. Yeah, it's probably all part of some fantasy role-playing thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Every night we play Prison Break. <laughs> well, well, you've got to earn the key. you got to earn the key. you got to find it in the maze, aka her pubic hair. Yeah, she puts the key somewhere in there and you got to fish it out. Or she gives you a quiz on things about her that you're supposed to know. This game isn't fun anymore. It wasn't fun to begin with. Food and cooking right at the top. Twinkies have a shelf life of approximately 40 45 days. I love Twinkies. I'm just mm. going to put that out there. I, whenever I see them, I buy two. And they're always... I thought Twinkies lasted forever. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's the misconception. People think Twinkies, like, there's nothing in them that can degrade, right? When the world ends from nuclear explosion, there's going to be cockroaches, Twinkies, and probably Ozzy Osbourne. That's it. Because isn't a Twinkie just made of styrofoam and pig fat? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I'm a bit... Uh, I don't even think it's proper pig fat. It's probably polyurethane, petroleum, saturated... Have you tried the different flavors? Flavors of Twinkies? I didn't know there were different flavors. You can get chocolate ones. It's actually cool. You can get some that have chocolate filling, but the vanilla cake outside. Ooh. You can get some that have the chocolate cake outside, but the vanilla filling. And you can also get yeah. chocolate at inside with what chocolate else? outside. So you can get all the combinations. That's awesome. Though I think the Twinkie factory shut down a while ago and was bought by somebody else. Twinkie production was suspended on the 21st of November 2012 and then resumed again on July 15th, 2013. So there was about just over half a year where you couldn't get Twinkies, where they didn't exist, the company was down. Because I think the owners just were done with it or wanted to get rid of it or were in debt and someone just went, no, 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 we'll buy everything and make Twinkies. Like, this has got some good brand credit. To be fair, every time I I've seen a Twinkie. It's in the same store that they sell Violet Crumbles. When's the last time you saw a Violet Crumble in like a legitimate store? I'm pretty sure they stopped making those. I've heard of a shop. I think it's in just near Newmarket or something. It's called the Chocolate Soldier. It's basically an acre of candy from all different countries and everything. So in that acre, I'm betting they have Twinkies. There's got to be a Twinkie in there somewhere. I keep meaning to go and check it out. Ah, oh, the Twinkie defense. We're in the Twinkie what? page now. Have you ever heard of the Twinkie defense? I've never heard of the Twinkie defense. It's 
the guy who shot Harvey Milk. He was some politician who spoke for gay rights. Dan White was the guy who apparently tried to shoot him. But the defense they used was they were going for temporary insanity because he was on a sugar high because he had ate a bunch of Twinkies. Well, it got known as the Twinkie defense. It didn't work, but it became very famous. You can eat too many Twinkies and then claim insanity. That's it. Well, yeah, it turns out it doesn't work. It's good that they publicized this highly because how many people are like, oh, well, I did have a lot of sugar. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. they tried that. It doesn't work. Damn mm-hmm. it. All right, next idea. It's a good movie about Harvey Milk. I think it's just called Milk. It's uh, James Franco or something? No, Sean Penn. They could be the same person as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> 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 okay, so back to common misconceptions. We may return to Twinkies on a later date. It's going to be like Ovaltine all over again. I'm going to have to go get a Twinkie after this. Oh, we'll look literature. Food, yeah, let's look at literature. Let's see if either of us have read a book ever. A list of misquotations. So it's oh, just list- cool. wiki quote, list of misquotation. What's one that I, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Toto. Never said it. Yeah, Dorothy never said that. That's true. So maybe they were in Kansas. <laughs> what she really said was Toto I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore but people change that because it's a better effect when you end Toto because otherwise if you say Toto at the beginning of the sentence mm. you know what's happening you gotta leave the surprise if I can't dance I don't want to be in or a part of your revolution I don't care where that's from that's a good quote <laughs> but it's actually if I can't dance to it it's not my revolution just the facts man from Dragnet this is the best known quote from Jack Webb series Dragnet was never said by Sergeant Friday in huh. any of the Dragnet radio or television series. The quote was however adopted in 1987 pseudo-parody film starring Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. Which Remember that? Yeah, I remember that film. That's what I most know. I, I never really saw the old Dragnet stuff. I just saw the Dan Aykroyd movie. And even that's old. This is what's great. When people parody something and the parody takes off as what people quote. <laughs> I never saw the original thing, but I remember that. Apparently Sherlock Holmes never said elementary, my dear Watson. Yeah, but that's that's kind of hard because in the original thing, no, but in everything that's come since, yes. yes. I invented the internet by Al Gore. Misattributed to Al Gore. He never said I invented the internet. Doesn't sure mean he, he did. didn't. He did invent the internet. Someone did. Why not him? He could do it. He invented global warming, didn't he? <laughs> I'm sure he could invent two things. Uh, he said, I took the initiative in creating the internet. That's the same thing. It kind of is. Basically saying, I got the ball rolling, you know. If it wasn't mm. for me, it wouldn't have happened. He's taking credit for it. Please, sir. Can I have some more? More? Commonly thought to be said by Oliver Twist in the parish workhouse. The correct quote is, please, sir, I want some more. Oh, well, that's just being pedantic. One I do know is in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. People think it's hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. It's actually hi-ho, hi-ho, it's home from work we go. Beam me up, Scotty. The Star Trek thing. Several variants of this occur in the series, such as Energize, Beam me aboard, Beam me up home, or Two to beam up. But Beam me up, Scotty was never said. It said that Beam us up, Scotty was uttered in the Star Trek animated series. Now, I never watched Star Trek, but I bet any Trekkie could tell you that. They didn't say, Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a... Whatever. whatever the hell he wanted him to do. He never said it. From the Star Trek science fiction television series, that character had several lines of this sort, except that he never said, damn it. Mm. But that's the whole point of it. Once again, I didn't really watch the show. Money is the root of all evil. Well, someone must have said that. For the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money, not money. It's like guns don't kill people, people kill people. Yeah. Money doesn't create evil. Love of money creates evil. Oh, Richard Nixon never said, I'm not a crook. What did he say then? I'm not a crook. It's says right there. Yeah, uh, well, am, yeah, it's a conjunction. I'm not a crook instead of I am not a crook. You're really reaching. Too many letters. <laughs> he conjuncted you dumbasses. 
Houston, we have a problem. Well, I know Tom Hanks said it. Uh, uh, this phrase supposedly uttered by Apollo 13 commander. Okay, so like the real guy. Houston, we've had a problem. You know what? This is just grammar Nazis. We had a main B bus undervolt. Yeah, that's they not- probably didn't need to add that extra sentence. Yeah, I think that's just, just a little too much detail for what we need. I always thought with the Houston, we have a problem. There's always going to be this like, uh, Houston, we have a problem. Exactly. You're going to have like the uh at the start. <laughs> Usually when astronauts talk, it's all very scientific. And the whole point is that they suddenly lose their composure for a second. It describes a situation where, oh, wait, this is completely out of my depth. I just realized I'm in a very unsafe situation. I'm in a spaceship in space. There is a wall between me and death and something's not working. How would you feel being in a spaceship that was made in the 60s? (laughs) (laughs) And you're flying through space and you're ages away from Earth and something starts going wrong with your oxygen. That's like, oh, shit. That's like the one thing I definitely need. (laughs) I could probably put a rug around me if it gets cold or paddle if we run out of fuel. I don't know how space works. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure oxygen's the one thing we definitely need. You're stuck out there in a, what's essentially a garbage can and just lights start flickering. Or if it was a modern day computer, yeah, a modern day spaceship and all the computers froze. You know, the screen of the death. The blue screen of death, <laughs> yeah. System crash, don't dump memory. <laughs> and then you just hear Houston going, just hit control, alt, delete, control, alt, delete. Push the restart button, unplug it, wait 30 seconds, then replug it in. Eject the CD-ROM. Who let that guy in? We don't have CD-ROMs anymore. All right. I'm in. What's the login password? It, it it's password. <laughs> <laughs> really, guys? We're NASA. Come on. Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. The correct quotation is: Heaven has no rage like love to hatred turned, nor hell a fury like a woman scorned. <laughs> All right. So the first bit just was misdirection. So what they're basically pointing out here is that a lot of quotes have been changed to just fit the sentence structure, so that we don't have to say the boring part. Basically means the same thing. Crisis? What crisis? <laughs> What's this British one? Prime Minister. <laughs> That's a great quote. James Callaghan, which I don't know when James Callaghan, in 1979. His reply at an improvised press conference asked, what is your general approach in view of the mounting chaos in the country at the moment? Crisis? What crisis? He said, well, that's a judgment that you are making. I promise you that if you look at it from outside and perhaps you're taking rather a Paris something or other view at the moment, I don't think that... Uh, basically, he didn't say crisis, what crisis. Some newspaper published that. It was probably the headline. It was the summary of what he said. And that's like saying, like, you know, oh, this news title isn't what he said. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Which apparently Watson never said. (laughs) (laughs) Never said, where art thou, Romeo? Oh, Romeo, Romeo. Wherefore art thou, Romeo? You know, it's grammar Nazis over again. We're going to correct ye old English now. Yeah, this page needs to settle down. I think if they took out the grammar Nazis, it'd be like two lines. It's like someone did the, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto, and went, all right, well, how are we going to pad out this page? <laughs> Back to music. The, is that Austrian? Oh, I thought it said Australian. <clears throat> National anthem is Landeberg, Landemstrom. Land of the mountains, land on the river. Edwurzis is not the national anthem of Austria. Good, that cleared up a misconception for me. I don't know any national anthems from any other countries. I know ours. There's God Save the Queen in England. I oh, know, I do know that one actually. And, oh, and I know the American one is that M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. <laughs> Mickey Mouse! <laughs> K 
Canada, the... I'll always remember because it starts with oh. Oh, Canada. Oh, yeah, I think I saw that in a Simpsons episode. Anything I know is from a Simpsons episode, so if I know it, you probably know it too. <laughs> What's Scotland's? Fuck you all, we're Scottish! Do you know that Twinkle Twinkle Little Star was not composed by Mozart when I he was five? That. Because he was five years old when it came out, apparently. Who did make it? They don't tell us who it is. It already existed, but he only composed variations on the tune, so he did like a mix version. Yeah, a Mozart mix. I think him and Skits mixes have gotten together a couple of times. So he's the one who just made it famous. He's like a pop star who did a cover of a song that already existed, but the cover became more famous than the original. He's like Vanilla Ice. Law, crime, and military. Ooh. It is rarely necessary to wait 24 hours before filing a missing persons report. You hear that a lot. You also hear a lot the first 24 hours of the critical time. I always thought the first 48 hours. It always changes. I guess that's why they're misconceptions. <laughs> that's, that's why it's here. Entrapment law in the United States does not require police officers to identify themselves as police. I saw this in Breaking Bad. If yeah, a, this is something TV and the internet has just broken that myth completely. A cop can say, I'm not a cop, especially if they're undercover. In fact, that's the whole point of undercover work. But the amount of idiots out there who have been arrested on that exact conditioning because <laughs> they're that stupid. What do you always say? You gotta pick the low-hanging fruit first. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm not a cop. Can I have some drugs? Oh, he said he's not a cop. This guy <laughs> seems legit. He wouldn't lie about it. You can't lie. It's in, like, you know, the Constitution or something. I remember seeing a TV show where some person trying to buy drugs for some reason and, like, I'm, I'm not a cop, too. I mean, if I was a cop, I, I, I wouldn't be able to say that. No, you would be able to say that, but if you're a cop, you'd probably have known that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no one ever claimed that Twinkies made them commit a crime. So that thing that I literally read on the... Was a misconception was... on another one. Diminished his capacity as a result of severe depression. While eating Twinkies was given as evidence of depression, he wasn't blaming the Twinkies. Which, oh. alright, good man. He's saying, I was depressed. That's why I killed someone. And ate all these Twinkies. You want to prove that I was depressed? Well, mm. I ate a lot of Twinkies. Maybe I'm depressed. <laughs> I do like a Twinkie. Well, wouldn't that mean that no skinny person would shoot someone? Because you'd get depressed and you'd just eat. Any murder victim comes up. Suspects. All right, we're looking for 100k and over. If it's a really heinous, like really violent crime, oh, he must have been really fat. Yeah. <laughs> or it could go the other way, really skinny, because some people, when they get depressed, don't eat. So how do you prove you're depressed? <laughs> well, I eat a lot. How do you prove you're depressed? I don't like to eat at all. How do you prove you're depressed? I eat the exact right amount every day. What's the misconception? Perceptions about the brain. We've got a few here. Uh, mental abilities are not absolutely select. Oh, yeah, so uh, the left hand brain people and right hand brain people yeah. don't exist. Well, they say that the left and the right don't do completely different things. There is a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere, but the brain just is the brain. There's a thing, actually. We might be able to Google it. I don't know what it's called. Then we can't Google it. <laughs> if I. <laughs> Damn it! The one, the one chink in the armor, my friend. You look at it, and depending which way this wheel turns, you can tell if you're left brain or right brain. A lot of people go, I see it go both ways. Left. left brain, right brain, wheel. Was it a wheel or was it a ballerina? I don't know. It could be. Come to think of it, I don't know if I've actually seen it. I like to use these podcasts as an opportunity to look up stuff that I've always heard about but never looked at. Right, which way is that spinning to you? Clockwise. Yeah, it's spinning clockwise. There's the ballerina one, if you've seen this one. No. So this one, it's going anti-clockwise. I don't know, it's going clockwise. Oh, really? So you're seeing it going clockwise? It's going this way, isn't it? No, I'm going... Well, that's the thing. It's an, an illusion. You see it differently. The trick is to see if you can make it turn the other way. Because I can see it going anti-clockwise it's gone like that oh wait hold on mine just swapped now it's gone clockwise have you still got it going clockwise yeah i don't know i started using my 
right brain. I don't understand. But the foot at the bottom is turning clockwise, right? Well, it is now as far as I could see it. But before it was turning anti-clockwise. It's an optical illusion. I don't know how you get it to swap. All right. Well, apparently whatever. Oh, I just did it. Is it going anti-clockwise now? No way. This is a trick. No, I can honestly see it going clockwise. I can see it going anti-clockwise now. Are you... And now it's going clockwise. Yeah, it's been going clockwise that whole time. What the hell's going on? <laughs> it just swaps. It's how your brain perceives it. How the hell does that work? I know I asked us to look at this, but what the hell just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the blue or black or the white or gold dress? No. Because do you see this dress here? What color does that look to you? Well, it looks like it was white and gold. Does it? That looks white and gold to you. Yeah. Because to me, these bits look blue and that looks black. This broke the internet at one stage. And that's kind of cool that we both see it differently. Because it all depends on how your eyes work. And so different people would see different things. And so we're looking at the exact same picture. And the different colors. This isn't a brain thing, this is an eye thing. This is an eye thing, not a brain thing. Now explain to me, if you know it, why? And what does that mean about us? Does that mean I'm going to kill a bunch of people? I don't think it really means anything. It's a lighting issue where just because of how the picture's exposed, your brain has to interpret certain things. It's not going to swap, is it? It doesn't swap. Okay, no. it's one or the other. Yeah, whatever you see is what you see. There's only a small percentage of people who can go between. That's gold and yeah. that's white. Yeah, and you see the white as blue. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, so the <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to, so the sleeves to you are blue. Yes. That's retarded. The weird thing is is I'm the one who's seeing what the dress actually is. You are. Yeah, like there actually is an answer to this. Like do any of these look like See, that that's one? black and blue. This one? That's kind of yeah, that's pretty much what the dress looks like to me. A little like lighter, like there's more light on it. But the other two are essentially white and that's gold. the same colour. We're looking at the two options of what people see, and then the middle picture is what is the actual test. All of these look blue and black to me. The one on the far left. <laughs> All that, of like, them look blue and black. That's not... Okay, and so does that mean there's something wrong with my eyes? Or there's something wrong with your eyes? Or this is just a thing that is normal? It's just a thing. It seems to affect 50% of people. Wow. Alright. I'm learning about myself. With that, it's starting to look a bit more white and gold. Because that's a bit more orangey to me than gold. See, that I would say is a picture of both. No way! That's white and gold and that's well, hey, blue and black. Why can I see them as two different ones, but you see them as the same. Shouldn't I see them both as white and gold? So does that look blue and black to you? Yes. It's a lighting thing because you can see how it looks a bit drained out in the light anyway. Ben, I'm glad we do films together. I just want to put that in there right now. <laughs> <laughs> when we're setting up shots and stuff, I'm glad we're both in this. I'm going to learn to listen to your opinion and I hope you take mine on board. This is blowing my mind. This is a thing and it's just to do... What you're saying is it's just to do with how eyes work. <laughs> That'd be hysterical if like, you came on set and like, you go, I got the costume you wanted. It's blue and black, just like you asked. I'm like, God, that's white and gold. What are you talking about? Look! And then we get in a big fight over it. <laughs> Basically, everyone doesn't actually see colours the same. And I understand colour blindness where you can't see things, but that's doing my head in. The best metaphor I heard for how different people see is if you ever go to like a JB Hi-Fi or something like that, and you see all the TVs lined up and they're all playing the same thing. But if you look at all the screens, they all look slightly different, even though they're the same thing. That's probably how different people see things with that much variation. So certain colors might be different to different people. But that one is so poppingly different. Yeah, that one broke the internet. It, We're probably a little bit late on this, a couple of years. I'm yeah. amazed that this is the first time you're hearing of it. I yeah. didn't know there were any people left to react to that anymore. You're live recording me getting my mind blown right now. This is like if I was to show you the Alan McBeal dancing baby mm -hmm. and you're like, oh my God, this is 
the funniest thing ever. That's how I feel right now. Oh my God. We should let other people know. Let's email this. We should put it on Facebook. This will go viral. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> it's funny though that people, when they see it, you go, I see blue and black and they go, I see white and gold. You're fucking with me. And you got to convince them that you're really like, there was little of that with you. If you yeah. go like, you're lying to me. This is some little practical this joke is, you're playing on me. It's like, no, some, it's a real thing. Cause I totally expect that from you too. And I wouldn't put it past you. Like if I didn't see Oprah in it, I wouldn't have believed you at all. So in other words, next time you want to like make me think something's true that isn't true, just put a picture of Oprah in there and I'm on board. Well, if Oprah's involved, it can't be wrong. I think I need to collect my head a little bit after that. I just got to put it back together because I should have been wearing a helmet because it blew my fucking mind. What's another one about the brain? Vaccines do not cause autism. Like they proof that it didn't happen in the 50s, but this... no one's really settled down about it. What's funny is when you try and wipe out a disease like polio, there's still a very small percentage that it still carries it and holds it. It's exactly the same symptoms as people who believe that you get autism from vaccines. There's still this small little unkillable amount of this misinformation involved. You can't get rid of those people. There'll always be this small faction. Do you want to hear something that's a real shame? What's that? Jim Carrey, big anti-vaxxer. Oh. Yeah, that's a shame, ain't it? Yeah. Because you're like, damn it, I always wanted him to be a good guy in real life, but no. Yeah, no. Yeah, he got into it when he was with Jenna McCarthy. Wait, Jenna McCarthy's against it too? Yeah, she is. She's like one of the biggest ones. Because her the- kid's autistic and she blames vaccines. Oh, okay, because yeah, it couldn't be anything else. If anything that did it, it was all that times in college that she made fun of disabled kids. Mm. And God is punishing her, right? That's That's how it works, right? I heard that the Red Hot Chili Peppers, they support a cause that AIDS is not a real thing. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if it's all of them, although I did hear that the lead singer has HIV. So it's something along those lines. There are a lot of charities or organizations that say that AIDS doesn't exist, but then mysteriously a lot of the people who are in charge die of AIDS. (laughs) I think it's like, well, what do they care after they die? I just want to be able to get laid and I really don't care about whose lives I destroy. Mm. And plus all the money I get from raising awareness. Even the anti-vaxxing thing. Imagine you're a celebrity, you're a star, you make money from being a popular person. Imagine having the balls to come out and say, I don't care what anyone says, AIDS isn't real. And then you still have a career after that. <laughs> Wouldn't you feel kind of invincible? Like, I could say anything. This is very Kim Jong-un kind of territory here. I can say anything and they have to believe me. I'm still famous. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that people shouldn't believe me, even about the things I'm positive are true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in no, in no way are you an authority on anything. Yeah, just because I believe it strongly doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter how much I believe believe something, if a scientist or in fact anyone who's wearing a white coat told me something opposite, I'd just go with them. Look, I'm pretty sure you're wrong, but hey, you're the one in the coat. (laughs) (laughs) Drinking milk or consuming other dairy products does not increase mucus production. Oh, doesn't it? I thought, yeah, man, that's how you make snot. As a result... Because when I have a cold or something, I have to try and avoid milk. Really, I believed one. Mm. There we go. There we are, you're on board. Garth73, Ben1. <laughs> <laughs> As a result, they do not need to be avoided by those with the flu or cold congestion. So milk doesn't make mucus. But it, it means that your throat... You know what? You know, I'm, I'm arguing. <laughs> I do, f- I guess, feel a bit phlegmy well, after. Because, you know, it clogs your throat because it's not like your throat... 
Does the milk like stick to the mucus and that's why it feels like that? Or? I think it doesn't touch the mucus. It's just, you know how like when you drink milk, your palate doesn't feel cleansed and like mucus makes that same feeling. All right. Well, I'll get back to you on that. Next time I have a flu or something, I'll drink a milkshake and I'll do an update and let you know how I feel. Excellent. I look forward to that. <laughs> Be a later episode. We'll see if like, we yeah. can catch the flu at the same time. One of us will do dairy. One will go no dairy. And we'll see what happens. <laughs> Be hard because I'll be like, I feel like shit, but I, I felt like shit before. <laughs> I'm actually getting a little sicker, but that's because I've been drinking so much milk. <laughs> you can only drink so much. Humans cannot catch warts from toads. Sure they can. Apparently not. The bumps. Well, I always thought that that's just an old wives tale. I didn't even think it was a misconception. I thought it was just like that. If you masturbate too much, you'll go blind. Like no one really Who believes that, that right. <laughs> <laughs> Eating nuts, popcorn, or seeds does not increase the risk of diverticulitis. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I didn't even believe that because I don't even know what this is. They may actually have protective effects. Oh, good to know. So it'll actually prevent you from getting this thing you'd never heard of. So it's probably because you eat things like nuts and popcorn and seeds that you've never had to hear about this thing because you've never caught it. Vitamin C does not prevent the common cold. I know a lot of people who believe that. Yeah, I live by that. Although it may have a protective effect during intense cold weather exercise and may slightly reduce the duration. Well, that's prevention. Okay, but yeah, having vitamin C in you doesn't stop it. It does say slightly reduce. I guess it does not prevent. It's like it might help a little, but only slightly. But that's the same with everything. Yeah, it's kind of like if you drink water will slightly reduce the duration. It's just generally if you're a healthy person and you've got everything at the stats you need it to be, you'll be fine. Well, most vitamins you don't need to take because you get enough of it from food anyway. And you end up just peeing out the excess vitamins. That's what they say about all vitamin tablets is that it's way too much for the body to even intake. Rust does not cause tetanus infections. What? Then what does? Why do I get a vaccine then? That hurt. I always thought that the tetanus vaccination was weird. Whether like, we just want to stab you with this metal thing. Why? Just in case you get stabbed with metal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how like a vaccine works. They give you a little bit of the virus so that your body can fight it. There's nothing in the needle. They just put a needle in you. Yeah, there you are. Now you'll... Yeah, I don't have any tetanus vaccinations left, but I do have a rusty needle. <laughs> just, just a little bit. It's just a prick. But no, this is where the, it comes undone. Okay, because the tetanus virus is generally found in dirty environments. Since the same conditions that harbor tetanus also promote rusting of metal, many people associate and also to get the virus it has to go into you and Mm. how are you going to get cut on dirt you're not you're going to get cut on something metal and something that's rusty generally has it so it's kind of like going no rust doesn't cause tetanus but you're more likely to get tetanus from rusty things i got tetanus from a rusty trombone well it's kind of like if you see water everywhere it doesn't necessarily mean that there was a flood but if there was a flood you'd see water everywhere okay leading question here who invented peanut butter george washington carver Wrong. Ah! He did not invent peanut butter. <laughs> Though he reputedly discovered 300 uses for peanuts, but apparently crushing them up into a paste was not one of them. <laughs> really? I thought that'd be like the second one. Yeah, you get a peanut, you get, well, I can eat it. Well, what else can you do with the peanut? Well, let's mash it up and see what it turns into. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what the other 300 uses for peanuts are. Because I did see a cartoon, I think it was an American Dad that did that. And I thought they were making a joke. That's a case of people telling you the truth. Yeah. And you think it's so completely wrong. There's no way. All you need to know about George Washington 
Carver is he didn't invent peanut butter. I reckon the only reason is because maybe someone already invented it. Did anyone ever bother to say that? It was probably invented very soon after peanuts were discovered as edible. Like at some point someone stood on one and went, yeah, I'll still eat it. Just eat the ones at the bottom that are all broken <laughs> up. Next one, next one. This is what I want to say. Thomas Crapper did not invent the flush toilet. Wasn't it John Harrington? Yeah, taking a big fat Harrington. They had that in South Park. The reverse cowgirl. Sir John Harrington. You're sitting on the toilet wrong, everyone. Thomas Crapper seems like a better name. Well, that's why it's called the Crapper. No one calls it the Harrington. No, they call it the John, though. Ah, that's right. But Americans call them both, ironically. I mean, imagine getting inspired for that. It's like, you know how we're shitting everywhere? Wouldn't it be better if we just shat in a place that just took it away? <laughs> Even animals know to go on the corner. The corner, of course! Thomas Edison did not invent the light bulb. I knew that. But Thomas Edison didn't really invent anything ever. What he did do was find inventions from other people and buy them. He was just really good at marketing. Didn't he electrocute an elephant? Yes, because that's to do with AC versus DC, not the band. It was yeah, that was him and Nikola Tesla. Tesla, who sounds a little Russian, I don't know, mm. a bit suspicious. Because DC, which we have, it's actually a better way of to have electricity. It's more consistent, it's great. So he showed that you could kill an elephant with it, it's really dangerous, and that's what they use for the electric chair is DC. Because you can't kill someone with AC. They get stuck. And that's why America has a lot of power issues and brownouts and stuff. Basically, it's all Thomas they, Edison's fault. History's greatest monster. <laughs> Nikola Tesla was also inventing a lot of crazy things, like teleportation, time travel, mind reading. He did a lot of cool stuff. He wanted wireless electricity where you set up something and then everyone in a certain radius just has free electricity forever. Which we're only starting to touch mm. on now. Did you know that Henry Ford did not invent either the automobile or the assembly line? I didn't think he invented the automobile, but the assembly line I thought was him. I was sure it was the assembly line. He did improve the assembly line process. He didn't invent it, but he made it famous. Carl Benz, the Mercedes-Benz guy, is credited with the invention of the first modern automobile. First modern automobile. Al Gore never said he invented the internet. We already went through yeah. that. James Watt did not invent the steam engine. What? James, you know when you're in high school or just school in general and you're learning history? I swear every single one of these misconceptions I was taught and tested on. Most diamonds are not formed from highly compressed coal. Yeah, yeah, no, it happens inside a dying sun or something. Because that's what I thought as well. I thought that it was just compressed coal. How about an entire category we can skip right here? Mathematics. They've only got the one anyway. And I'm not even going to read it. <laughs> just, just look it up yourself. We don't know it. We're not going to know it. When there is no conception... There can be no misconception. <laughs> the art of fighting without fighting. But they got physics. It's not true that the air takes the same time to travel above them, below the aircraft wing. I don't even understand how a plane flies, let alone have misconceptions about it. Oh yeah, I got you on this one. You know boomerangs. You know how it's flat on one side and it's fat on the other side and that makes it spin? It's because it's going at the same speed. Well, obviously it moves at one speed, but the air on one side can go quicker because it doesn't have to go around a corner. Whereas the other side has to go around the corner and therefore it's longer and therefore it makes it thinner. So it pushes it that way. Mm. Now what I just explained turns out is a misconception that I believed my entire childhood <laughs> right up until this exact moment. Then how does a boomerang work? Because the way you thought it did is a misconception. I guess something to do with the dream time? Magic. <laughs> Magic, yeah. yeah. Rainbow <laughs> serpent. Yeah, there you go. I've seen in cartoons but I've never seen in real life someone throw a boomerang and then catch it when it comes back. Because I've thrown a boomerang before and I can make it come back in the rough direction, but never enough to catch it. Just enough to take out your buddy's sandwich or something. Mm. Historically, the main use of boomerangs were in war 
wartime and the boomerangs that they used mainly didn't actually come back to you. In other words, they just had sticks and it was called a boomerang. But there were the other ones that would fly back. <laughs> but I think that's just so you can do like a curveball in case like your enemy's hiding behind a tree or something. Because if they did work like they do in the cartoons, then it's essentially just a long yo-yo. A wireless yo-yo. Yeah. Maybe we should talk to Tesla about this. He might have known. <laughs> Yeah, that would be a better branding for the boomerang, the wireless yo-yo. <laughs> yes, I'd buy one. Wireless yo-yo. It's like a hoverboard, but not disappointing. Yeah, I was so annoyed that that thing that they call a hoverboard, they called a hoverboard. Because it's like a little wheels on it. It's like, no, a hoverboard was something very specific to us. It, they, it can't have any wheels if it's a hoverboard. Because the first I heard about it was on the radio, so I had no visual analysis of this. They just said, you remember Back to the Future? They finally did it. I went, bullshit, really? I'm getting one. I I don't care what it costs. And then you see it's just a segue without handholds. And you get, well, that's not really anything. See, I would like one, but I couldn't imagine any use I'd have for it. I want a car to drive everywhere. <laughs> Water does not consistently drain in a counterclockwise vortex in basins. In ah, the, the Coriolis hemisphere. effect. Yeah. Simpsons did an episode on this. That's right. They say the Northern Hemisphere drains counterclockwise, Southern Hemisphere clockwise. While it is true that it influences it somewhat, it doesn't actually mean a Not lot. enough in a toilet. It's mostly the shape of the toilet. I went over to America and theirs does tend to have a more hardcore spin to it than ours. They've deliberately built their system so they spin when the flush. So Instead it goes of just a straight like waterfall, it's like... It comes out at a diagonal angle. angle. Okay. Whereas a lot of ours here just sort of come down like a waterfall. It's like fake gravity. Yeah, okay, we know that they go counterclockwise here, so let's really make them feel American. Because if you look at the toilet next time you flush, it sort of just goes down. It doesn't spin in any real direction. Yeah, well, there's no way for it to spin. It just mm. goes down out. Because our bowls, I imagine, are just designed to just, just get mm. rid of it. Okay, we don't want the pageantry of it spinning away. This isn't Terminator with a poo sort of hanging it out, doing like a thumbs up. <laughs> flush, flush. <laughs> is the Terminator giving the thumbs up the most frequent reference you have on this podcast? When you were saying it, I'm like, that's come up in a few episodes. It, and it, you've done the... <laughs> and even though this is a completely audio-based podcast, you always put the <laughs> thumb out I do. and lower it down. You should see me when I'm on the phone to people. I point <laughs> over there. Like if I'm saying numbers, I'll put my fingers up to how many, point to my eyes, and then point. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I don't think I get how sound works. <laughs> I don't think you do. You really picked the wrong part of like a podcast audio thing. So yeah, it has been every time you do the thumb thing. And I love how you slowly lower it down as well. <laughs> And even to go deeper on a level on this, when I'm explaining to you how I like how you do this on an audio-based podcast, I'm doing it and miming it out to <laughs> show you it, what you do. You're doing it right back to me. Everyone else is like, yeah, he said that, but you're like, no, no, I, I know I'm saying it, but I gotta show what kind of a fucking moron you are. <laughs> Look how stupid you are. See what I'm doing? <laughs> So that's a common misconception that we have on this podcast, that the listeners can actually see what we're doing. <laughs> it's a less of a misconception and more of just a conception that we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> if that's not apparent by now, the idea that people listen to us and then take this knowledge and use it in life, that's kind of a scary thing. Like, to be dumber than us? <laughs> <laughs> 
You probably couldn't figure out how to get the podcast. Oh, I know this one. Penny dropped from the Empire State Building will not kill a person or crack the sidewalk. This is because all the wind, because the tower's so high and wind comes up against it, it actually has an updraft. Mythbusters did it. Would it hurt if someone on top of the Empire State Building dropped a penny and it landed square on your head? The problem is the upwind. When it's dropped, before it gets to the bottom, the penny will actually fly in reverse, or it can. So it will float down. If you were to drop it from, let's say, a hot air balloon, might be a different story. But also, there's a thing called a terminal velocity. which yeah, is the fastest it can go. Yeah, everything falls at the same speed. So the penny's only going to go a certain speed <clears throat> and only has a certain weight. I don't know what that's like. It would also depend on how it falls. If it's plummeting straight down, it should be quite aerodynamic. But if it flattens out, then that will... Well, I think or because... It's spinning. It, they tend to spin because it hasn't got like a tail to keep it going straight, like a bomb or something. It will eventually flip and skip. <clears throat> so it'd be like, you know, the leaf effect. And once again, I'm using my hands mm. to demonstrate how a leaf moves, even though no one can see what I'm doing. Because if I got a penny right now and I threw it at your head, that would hurt you a little. Like, That's you would feel it. That's so surely it would be at least that if I dropped it from the Empire State Building and it hit someone. But when you throw it, it'd probably go faster than its falling speed. What if I threw it off the Empire State Building? Well, it would eventually slow down to terminal velocity. But I see where you're going with this. It's got to hurt at least. Yeah, it probably won't kill you because it's not moving as fast as a bullet. I bet if it's a roll of pennies, it's a whole different story. You get at least 10 pennies taped together, someone's going to die. How about a bowling ball? Yeah, that's just going to kill, <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't even need to drop it from that high. Yeah, that's two stories. <laughs> Here's one that I haven't seen yet, but I want to know this. Someone told me that hot water freezes fast than cold water. And that sounds like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, because hot water would have to become cold water before it freezes. But it's something to do with uh, moving molecules. There's no way that's true, right? But I've heard it consistently <coughs> from different places. All right, here's how I can think how that might work with a metaphor. If, say, you and I are having a race and you get to start ahead of me then me having like this run up like if you go no because then that would no, just it doesn't like, work because yeah that'd... basically be if like you started from a stop and I started with a run up but then that means that the race would be who can stop first kind of thing there is no way that's true but I swear I've heard that from people who seem to know what they were talking about Toilet waste is never intentionally jettisoned from an aircraft. I love how it's said intentionally. So it's happened, but it was an accident. Like there's a button they can push and someone accidentally pushed it. Wasn't that a plot point in Joe Dirt? David's oh, no, Spade no, no. movie. No, that was space poopy, wasn't it? No, it was from it, a Boeing. Oh, okay. It came from a plane. He thought it was a meteorite, but it just ended up being a big ball of shit that fell from a plane. Yeah, that he ate food off. Because I know they jettison stuff in space, but it all burns up in the atmosphere. So if you smell a bit of asparagus ever, that's just their pee hitting the ozone. Passengers on trains flush onto the tracks. What? So that's real. That's disgusting. So if you walk along train tracks, you might step in shit. That's totally unnecessary. It's like someone just wanted to be a prick, I think. <laughs> that's completely rude. Yeah, you figure if they can store it on a plane, they can store it on a train. If not more so. Trains can take a lot more weight. You have automotive batteries, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, on concrete, they don't do any better than any other surface. I didn't know about that either, so it's not surprising to me. Oh yeah, that sounds about right. I know a couple of these already that I'm just going to like flat out delete us talking about where we started reading it and gone, that's crap. 
crap. But I can't pronounce that, so I don't care. <laughs> Disease. Let's try this. Neither cracking one's knuckles nor exercising while in good health causes... Uh, is that arthritis or osteoarthritis? osteoarthritis? Yeah, that's arthritis. I get in trouble all the time from people. Stop cracking your knuckles. It's a bad habit I have because my joints have been smashed a lot. I was told this a lot as a kid too. What it honestly is is... Some people just hate the sound of cracking knuckles. I gotta admit, I'm not a huge fan of it. <laughs> I don't even know if that turns up on the recording very well. It'll either be good or really horrible or not yeah. at all. Okay, I'm gonna take that with me and I'm gonna carry that around. The next time someone gives me any crap, I'm gonna go, Hey, it's a list of common misconceptions. Check out Wikipedia. That's <laughs> always the truth. <laughs> oh, wait. Rhino's horn is not a powerful aphrodisiac. Really? Well, that's why they're becoming extinct, because people are killing them because of their horns. But that's the same for tiger penis. This goes back to pseudoscience as well. Hey, I don't see tiger penis on there. (laughs) Tiger penis is real. Yeah, fair enough. That's not a common misconception. I can't even get it up these days without a little tiger penis. Just snort a line. Because tigers have lines. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is the white one or the orange one? Oh, the white one's for special occasions. (laughs) So if someone said to you, here's your choice, they do the same thing. You can either have rhino horn or tiger penis. Yeah, rhino horn. Because I'm not gay. Wait. (laughs) And you'd just be like, it is the rhino's horn, right? It's not a euphemism <laughs> for, like... It's, it's the face horn, right? The, not the body horn. The pointy thing, not the breeding one. The, <laughs> the leading one. You can have it powdered. So you get a bag of what essentially looks like cocaine, but it's rhino horn. Stress plays a relatively minor role in hypertension. I thought hypertension was basically stress. I'm guessing that's just scientifically or medically categorized as hypertension is different to stress. Is it just a blood pressure thing? Acute stress has been shown to temporarily increase blood pressure. Evidence from blah, blah, blah. Something scientific. <laughs> You have to understand what hypertension is first. I'd have to understand what hypertension is first. There is no evidence that obesity is related to a slower resting metabolism. Which means it's just because people won't exercise. People are getting fat shamed in this one. I was taught that, that you metabolize food faster if you exercise more. But apparently this, resting metabolic rate doesn't vary much between people. Weight gain and loss are directly attributable to diet and activity. So you're just a lazy fat ass. Yeah, you eat too much and you move too little. (laughs) It's got nothing to do with metabolism. That's another excuse to spell. I think the big problem with food is everyone is so sure they know what you're meant to eat. But it keeps changing and no one seems to know. Like, I remember when I was a kid, they told us to eat pasta a lot. They said pasta and dairy. Two things that they said we have a lot. And now they're just like, no, no, only Mm. have those things a little. That was the bottom of the pyramid. They told us to avoid fats. Now we're meant to eat fats. But there's only good fats and bad fats. And we got to know what's trans fats. But transgender people are nice and we got to respect them. But trans (laughs) fats are bad. If you get a fat off a transgender then you're probably a trisexual (laughs) so yeah it's very confusing with what to eat you can sort of get a general idea but knowing exactly what you're meant to eat you're probably eating a lot of the wrong crap i think honestly it doesn't really matter i saw a thing on tv where a woman lost 20 kilos on a high bacon diet she ate pretty much nothing but bacon i mean you hear that and you go yes please i do that but it's the same as the subway diet jared didn't get thin because he ate subway sandwiches because he had to walk there every day (laughs) no one mentions that that's the whole point point of it. Eat less, move more. But even that, I've heard the doing exercise doesn't help you lose weight. It only helps you put on muscle. So if you want to just lose weight, then you don't exercise. Doesn't it burn fat? It converts fat into muscle and muscle weighs more. So if you're trying to lose Lose weight, weight. you'll actually gain weight if you exercise, but your body shape will change. So you exercise if you want to change your body shape, but if you like your body shape, you just want it to be a little smaller. But even then, like, I'm not sure about any of all this. This could be (laughs) 
bullshit. There are so many different diets and exercise things and everyone says completely opposite things and there's success from all of them that no one really knows anymore but everyone's really sure. Ever since Atkins, the rules are out the window. Do what you want, cabbage. I do remember someone explaining Atkins to me as you can eat as much bacon as you want so long as you don't touch an apple. Which sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> was it about food pairing? It was just about avoiding carbohydrates. You can eat anything you want so long as you avoid carbohydrates. In other words, yeah, the, the bread, like we said. No, no pasta, bread, no pasta. Which we were told that's the, the foundation. This is what we should be eating. Grains, people. It's how Europe got to where it was. Mm. Actually, knowing how white people are being portrayed in history, maybe breads should be avoided. Maybe there's an evil thing in there we don't know. The one thing that has stayed consistent is sugar is bad. Well, actually, not all sugars. There are simple sugars and <laughs> they've taken every single item mm. that we had and split it in half and gone, okay, yeah, you gotta eat bread, but good bread, not bad bread. And you gotta eat meat, but good meat, not bad meat. Like, which is which? Well, it depends on who you are. I don't know. And I, you know, I don't really care. If we could just have a varied diet, just don't eat the same thing all the time. I went through a stage where I tried to eat, like, completely different fruits and stuff, like, your know, stuff that was weird just because mm. I thought maybe there was something in it that my body could use. Turns out I just, like, crapped more. <laughs> I just got diarrhea more often. Swallowing chewing gum does not take seven years to digest. In fact, chewing gum is mostly indigestible and passes through the digestive <clears throat> system at the same rate as other matter. Yeah, like corn. So, you know, you'll see a little bubble come out of your butt. You know. <laughs> That'd be so funny just to like be on the toilet and see this bubble start to inflate and then pop. That would be the weirdest feeling. <laughs> I don't feel right. At first you'd think, are my organs coming out? Because it's pink. I'd rather it stay in my stomach for seven years than that happen. <laughs> Alcohol does not necessarily kill brain cells. What? Yeah. It just makes you stupid. You maintain the same amount of brain cells, but every brain cell's IQ goes down a level. You just have stupider brain cells. Alcoholic beverages do not make the entire body warmer. Well, yeah, that's a myth with like all the St. Bernard's with the brandy around their neck. What it does is it takes your core temperature out so your extremities can be warmed. But now that I say that, I'm going to read this and see what's true. Sugar does not cause hyperactivity in children. Bullshit. You ever seen kids on sugar? Yeah, but have you ever seen kids not on sugar? Have you ever just seen kids? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, they say in children. Yeah, kids are just hyper. I know when I'm on sugar, I'm hyper, but I'm an adult technically. Technically, legally. Why are you always on sugar when you're around me? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have heard that the hyperactivity in children is a myth. Basically, it started because when you get a lot of kids at a birthday party, people go, oh, it's because they're eating all these sugary treats. And it's like, no, you have like 12 kids together. There's toys, there's games. They're running around being noisy. They're just excited. You should work for the sugar companies, man. That's a great... <laughs> oh, we just want to say that I know you think that sugar is bad, but we've got tests that prove that kids don't get hyperactivity off sugar. Listen to this guy. Because they have done tests where they've given kids sugar lollies and fake sugar lollies that didn't have anything in it. And then they've just asked the parents, did you think your kid was hyperactive or not? And even when the kid had the fake sugar lolly, the parents still thought that they were hyperactive. Eight glasses or two to three liters of water a day is not needed to maintain health. The amount of water needed varies by person, activity, da da I basically believe that this is a myth because I have never drunk three <laughs> liters of water water in a single day in my entire life. There is no way. How can you even do that? All you do is drink water and pee all day. You'd get nothing done. If that was a rule to survive, I would be dead. It does say needed to maintain <coughs> health, and I don't think either of us qualify as healthy. <laughs> the amount of coke that both of us drink. But that's it. I've probably gone days without drinking any water, just flavoured beverages. Most days I'll have
have water at some point, but it does say in here, you know, water doesn't need to be drunk. You can get water from other things like, you know, flavored drinks yeah, and stuff. It still has juice, water in it. Tea, milk, soups. From foods, including fruits and vegetables. So yeah, you don't need to drink if you just eat a lot of oranges. If you ever bite into something and there's like liquid in it, mm. that counts. Make sure you're adding that to your eight glasses. Diet has little influence on the body's detoxification. It's basically saying that all the detox stuff, bullshit. That's good to know. Ladies, quit the cranberry juice. You don't mm. need it. Because I do know people who they drink and they smoke and they eat all this shitty food and then they're going to go, I'm going to go on a detox for 30 days and that will clear me out. It's like, dude, the couple of years of damage that you've done <laughs> is not going to be cleared out in a couple of weeks. Just because you had some ginger. <laughs> like you're going to need years to reset some of this stuff. Some of it may just be fucked. <laughs> it's like driving a demolition derby car and then going, don't worry, I'm just going to buff these things out. <laughs> no, the chassis is bent, dude. You're damaged goods now. I speak from experience. The phrase uh, learn to live with is going to come up a lot. The idea of a diet, something where you do it for a very short period of time where you're like, for a month I'm not doing this or I'm going to do that. That doesn't really affect you too much because even though you might lose weight or feel healthier, as soon as you go back to your old habits, your body's going to go exactly the same as how it was before. <laughs> if anything, now it just has a concept of, oh, actually this was really healthy for mm. me and back to what we were always doing. Giving up drinking for a month wouldn't help at all but if you give up drinking completely then yeah it's you have to change your life completely not just go on a little There's temporary no, this is one i wanted to see a vegetarian or vegan diet can provide enough protein for adequate nutrition damn it i thought i was gonna say Where's the opposite that? uh just below where you are in fact typical protein intakes of over lacto vegetarians and vegans meet and exceed requirements however a vegan diet does require supplementation of b12 so vegans can't get everything but apparently vegetarians can. Well, with vegans and vegetarians, the one thing I notice about them is they're very skinny and they're always eating. They're always eating because they've got to get a lot in and they're either low energy or they're overcompensating kind of people. I think it's more the psychological effect. You need to eat meat so that you remember to just dominate and own the world. I met this guy who was a vegan hippie guy and while I was hanging out with him, he went to the fridge and got like a cos lettuce and just started eating it like it was a hand fruit. He did offer some, and I'm like, nah, I'm cool. You got any mayonnaise to go with that? <laughs> oh no, that's got eggs in it. All right, well then no. I'm just gonna eat a lettuce while I'm talking to you and just pretend like it's normal. But I've never really met a healthy looking vegetarian. I think it's just the aggression and domination of taking another animal's soul. Anyone who uses the sentence, I crave lentils. <laughs> Like, I've never craved lentils. There's something wrong with that person. Mm. You shouldn't be craving lentils. In fact, a vegan should never crave lentils because that's all they can freaking eat. If anyone should be craving lentils, it's us with our complete lack of lentil diet. Our bodies are probably crying out for whatever's in lentils. I've never thought that. You know, like, sometimes when you really need something to eat, you know, your body sort of... <sighs> sniffs it up and goes, oh, you should eat that, man. That'll be good. Even if it's something you don't normally like or eat, sometimes your body's like, I'm craving this, eat this. Yes. Especially pregnant women. Or hungry people. Or hungry people in general. Like, the things people will eat when they're really hungry, very different to when you're just going day to day, I'm just a little peckish. But I've never walked past lentils and gone... What is that alluring aroma? Oh my god, my body is just craving. <laughs> this is the idea of like my stomach grumbling and just going like, oh, I could really go for a salad right now. Oh man, if it's like, no, burger. <laughs> Where's the grease? Oh dude, I could just down some tofu right now. Never been said ever by anyone. 
of sound mind and body. I reckon they should have common misconceptions on here that there are vegetarian burgers that are better than meat burgers. Because that is definitely a misconception. It's the same as this gluten-free thing. Oh, we've got gluten-free cake. Yeah, do you know what's better than gluten-free cake? Cake. <laughs> you put gluten-free in something, it's like going subpar. I've actually seen cooking competitions, like a show where they compete to make good cupcakes. Every single vegan chef does a, I made a gluten-free, and it's like they're given a leg up. Oh, this is good for gluten-free. You know, it doesn't taste anywhere near as good as these other ones, but you've got a handicap, so we're going to help you out here. I always thought the idea in those cooking shows is you want to make the flavors as intense as possible. Make it as rich and as sweet. Because if you look at the judges, none of them sit there and eat the whole meal. One little bite and decide off that. So you need something in that one little bite that you can go really intense, where if they'd had like five bites, they'd be like, nah, that's too rich, I'm over it. And the aim is, you want it to be so tasty and delicious that they go, oh, this is awesome. But about the time it hits your stomach, that's when the stomach goes, all right, we're done eating. Everything else is off the table. We've had too much mm. sugar. So the next guy that they sample, they're like, this tastes like crap. You know, I don't even feel like <clears throat> eating it. See, I think the vegetarian burgers are hitting the wrong angle. They shouldn't say we're better than meat burgers. They should say we're better than salad. Yes. <laughs> if you gave me a choice between, would you like a veggie burger or a salad? I might pick the veggie burger, but I'm never going to pick a veggie burger over a meat burger. And if you call it a bubble and squeak, then I'm all in. Don't call it what it not is but yeah definitely better than a salad you order a hamburger it comes with a salad you order a salad it's not going to come with a veggie burger but if you order a veggie burger it's going to come with a salad so the veggie burger is really just the salad between bread see i think a good meal would be like just a normal meat burger with on the side a smaller veggie burger yeah and that's your burger and salad i'd love that that's genius and then like a little chip burger <gasps> and so it's just three burgers for your chip salad and burger or all burgers your hands don't get dirty you're just touching buns the burger meal uh, it's million dollar idea <laughs> there we go we'll open a restaurant coming soon coming soon wiki review burgers <laughs> no i thought the best idea for a business would be going into the valley towards the end of the night and you open up a little store that's called change for chips anyone who has loose change in their pocket they give it to you you say how much that is and you weigh up that amount of chips and you give it so there's no minimum chips you, you can give me five cents and, and i'll give you four chips or something like that like a weighted average scale that is genius you don't want to carry all that change so they don't have to count it they just grab a handful of change put it in the box we count it all up and then chips that's awesome chips for change and then people can turn all their excess coinage into chips which it, drunk people would do that i'm in favor of this completely in fact i think we should overturn money to chips <laughs> that could be the new currency i think that's yeah valuable enough the um, redhead gene is not becoming extinct we're going to keep having redheads that's going to stick around for ages redheads are fine gingers are the creepy ones <laughs> There is a distinct difference. Because there are definitely hot redheads. <laughs> well, it's one of those, are you all the way or are you some of the way? I heard red hair comes from inbreeding. Now, I want to be very clear on this. I don't want to offend anyone. Generally, you find red hair in Irish people and Scottish people. I have both in my genetics. I want to make that clear. But small villages, they don't go outside their village. So there's like, you know, a like hundred families. Over hundreds of years of them being together, there's an inbreeding thing that's just the same gene pool. No one's going outside of it. And that will stunt certain parts of your DNA and that's where red hair comes from. Nothing particularly funny and it's kind of offensive, but apparently true. Scientists figure that out. So when you're making fun of rangers, put a little science in there. Did you know that shaving does not cause hair to grow back thicker? Really? <laughs> I love every time you say really to this. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's on here. Really? 
Really? If I were to figure out how people could think that, when you start shaving when you're a kid, because that's when you're 15 and stuff is when people tell you that. Yeah. Every time you shave it, it's going to come back thicker. And of course it does because you're going through puberty and getting older. Mm. And also because when a natural <coughs> hair comes out, it has a tip. But when you shave it, it makes it a flat head. So it is thicker because the end is thicker. Whereas if it naturally falls out, let it fall out, then the next thing that comes through will be a thin thing first. And you can't repair split ends. No, there's no coming back. You have to literally cut it off. You can do things that'll glue them together and hold them together. I did know this one, which is the hair and fingernails do not continue to grow after a person dies. I heard that. That's it's to the do skin with... shrinks. Yeah, you're decomposing and stuff. It just appears that way. So it looks like it, but it's not. Water and juices wrinkles. I just want to say, isn't it funny that <clears throat> we both know about the dead bodies thing? Yeah. Oh, we're both on board. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know about that. What's this about redheads? Uh, shaving? I didn't know shaving didn't make things thicker. Yeah, yeah, I know about dead bodies. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it was this water-induced wrinkles are not caused by, by skin absorbing water. Yeah, yeah, it's just automatonic it's... nervous system which triggers localized vasoconstriction in response to wet skin yielding a wrinkled. It's something sciencey. So your skin doesn't absorb water; it's just science does something. In senses, infants can and do feel pain. No shit. Where did they not? Like all they do is cry. In fact, I think they don't feel things other than pain. I think that should be infants only feel pain. Sucks being born. Now, oh, we talked one. about this one before the podcast, actually. This do we is do why them? we're doing the podcast. The human tongue does not have different segments of the tongue that check for bitter, salty, sweet. Apparently, the whole tongue can sense all of those things. Now, I came in here and went, we're doing this because I didn't know this. Did you know that the tongue doesn't have different senses and you looked at me like I was the dumbest prick you've ever met? <laughs> I was like, of course it isn't. Eat food and find, <laughs> and find <laughs> out, like... <laughs> How can you not figure this out yourself? You okay. don't have to push certain foods to the certain part of your mouth to taste it. I always like this though, when they go through all the tastes, you've got bitter, sour, salty, sweet, but then they also have umami. Ah yes, the which Japanese. Is it's a bland, savory or something, isn't it? It's the basically the meaty taste. taste yeah, oh, it, it says right after it, which yeah. is a savory or meaty taste. But I like that name, umami. So when you eat a steak, the thing you like is the umami. A duck's quack actually does echo. Yeah, I've heard about this, it's just that they're not loud enough to travel that far. Although the echo may be difficult to here for humans under some circumstances. Fair enough. Alright, cool. <laughs> this is everything you see on there. The colour red does not make bulls enraged and charged. They respond to colourful things. It's all colours. That's bright. Dogs do not sweat by salivating. Because they don't have sweat glands. Oh, sorry, I just said that, but now let's read it. Dogs actually do have sweat glands. Okay. <laughs> Sharks can suffer from cancer. That, you know, I was often wondering about that. Yeah, what? it sounded a little bullshit. You know when you hear a misconception, you go, it's not common. I never heard that before. The sun's colour is white. Okay. It's not All right. yellow. It's just that blue, yellow, gold thing again. Alright, well, we spent a lot of time pushing through stuff, so there's not really much time for ratings. So, what do you rate it, Garth? Do Shit. this quick. <laughs> Under pressure. <laughs> I'm rating this a vanilla ice out of a possible Great Wall of China. Because, <laughs> while the Great Wall of China is said to be great, and it is apparently visible from space, it's not the only thing visible from space. But vanilla ice went five platinum. I think this exceeded my expectations. It blew my mind continuously. I have learnt so much from this. In fact, if it turns out all these misconceptions that they're trying to fix are actually true, I wouldn't know. I now walk around believing the exact opposite of what I walked into this podcast based on a Wikipedia page. I think it's excellent, exceeded beyond. If you've got spare five minutes, if you've got spare any minutes, read this page, learn this stuff, and hey, maybe go one step further than me and actually research each thing just yeah. to see if this is real. <laughs> 
because I'm happy to go forth and spread this like the gospel, but that's me. And before this Wikipedia page, I was saying the exact opposite. Although my views have changed completely, my affirmation that I am 100% correct remains sound. That's how I'd sum this page up. I freaking love it. I want to keep going. We might have to come back to this. Maybe we'll do a pseudoscience misconceptions uh, part two for each. Huh. A pseudo misconception. Now, Ben, what did you think of this one? I really liked this page. Just so many on there. It's always fun to find things that I thought I believed, but <laughs> it turns out be... are wrong. Yeah, it's fun to be wrong. It is, isn't it? It kind of makes you smile when you realize I've been telling everyone this thing that's wrong the whole <laughs> time. I'm not even mad I'm wrong. This is fun. I think it's funny that I've been spreading <laughs> misconceptions. Yeah, I'm going to give this one a 29 out of 32. Ooh! Because I really enjoyed this. That's full on, man. Yeah, that's one of your high... Not your highest. I mean, I know Chuck Norris succeeded, but that's beyond <laughs> Chuck Norris. We don't want to get in a fight. Yeah, they have fortune cookies and not Chinese. Yeah, we knew that. It was made in America. I think Jim Gaffigan said it best. The Chinese stereotype involves fortune cookies. We gave it to them. They said, we don't want it. And America said, we don't care. It's part of your ethnic identity now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know a standard cup of coffee has more caffeine than a shot of espresso? Really? Yeah. I thought it was the same... It shouldn't it be the same amount? Yeah. We could be on this all day, man. <laughs> we gave our ratings and we're still going because this is... Ev we're like, wait, what about this? Just keep seeing stuff. All right, what did they have in Islam? A fatwa is a non-binding legal opinion. Okay, I've heard the, of fatwas. The word jihad does not always mean holy war. It translates as struggle, which is like Mein Kampf. <laughs> I notice on here it doesn't have that all Muslims are terrorists. Maybe that's not a misconception. Ooh! <laughs> yeah, they're freedom fighters. Everyone That's knows it. that. <laughs> black belt means nothing. Pretty much. There's a higher rating than black belt. Not in all arts, but in a lot of them. Well, it just makes it up from dojo to dojo, doesn't it? Well, from art to art. Because the black belt comes from any Japanese art mm. that's generally samurai related. Karate and jiu and all the descendants of those have the black belts. It's the same principles as Dragon Ball Z. There's always something after Super Saiyan. There's Super Duper Saiyan. The super duper whooper saying you've got to have a higher level because people are constantly doing something better always trying to one-up each other xmas did not start as a thing to take their christ out of christmas it's just a shortening it's just a shortening <laughs> the word ye in old or middle english did not mean the huh <laughs> Sign languages are not the same worldwide. Yeah, yeah, there's, you know, like how there's Spanish and there's French. They have like Spanish and French, but in hands. <laughs> we should probably wrap it up. All right, there. Uh, let's go. Um... Uh, the Coca-Cola company did not invent the colors of Santa Claus. War at the Worlds did not fool people into <laughs> thinking that the world was ending. Some guy I've never heard of did something. Albert Einstein did not fail mathematics. Ronald Reagan was never considered for the role in Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is so many on here. This is a very full page. John F. Kennedy and his Ich bin ein Berliner thing. <laughs> fake. Rolling Stones performed something. We're not performing Sympathy for the Devil in 1969. At a concert hall when Meredith Hunter was stabbed to death by a member of the local Hells Angels chapter. No, they were playing a different song when that happened. But they're someone was stabbed. They're performing Under My Thumb. <coughs> <laughs> I think that's a better story. Yeah. Trust uh, me, when you stab someone, your thumb ends up there. That's not blonde. Yeah, they just can't see very well. They just don't rely on it. Older elephants that are near death do not leave their herd and instinctively... The elephant graveyard don't exist, really. But Ostriches do not 
not stick their head in the sand. Because <laughs> you've never seen that, but you hear that. Lemmings do not engage in mass... You told me about that. Yeah, I think we've said that on the podcast before. It's just some guy threw one over a cliff. Bats are not blind. Like, they're just not good at seeing. There is Earthworms. no such thing as an alpha wolf. Oh, really? Bat. What? An early study that coined the term alpha wolf had only observed unrelated adult wolves living in a captivity. Wolf packs operate more like human families. There is no defined sense of rank. Parents are in charge until... But you can't breed if you're not an alpha. That was mine. Why am I trying to justify a misconception? <laughs> what was the Earthworms... Name? Yeah, you don't get two when you cut them in half. <laughs> no, you just get two halves of a wolf. <laughs> Houseflies can live for 20 to 30 days, not 24 hours. So that makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Daddy Longlegs is not the most venomous spider. Oh, that really sucks. Yeah, that's the one you hear. Oh, but their fangs can't pierce our skin. Oh, wait a minute. They can. They're not the most venomous spider and they can indeed pierce human skin. <laughs> now think about how many times you've had a daddy long legs on you and felt safe. <laughs> that's true. There's also a daddy long legs is a different thing in different countries. What we have and call a daddy long legs is not the same as what Americans call a daddy long legs. Well, clearly we're Australia. We'd have the more poisonous one, right? Yeah, we have the more poisonous everything. Yeah, and if it's competition, we will argue that like it's a good thing. <laughs> according to physics, a bumblebee can't fly. Mm, I of course love, it can. I love that. The, uh, the You know, according to science and aerodynamics, the humble bumblebee should not be able to fly. The bumblebee, cheerfully unaware of this fact, does fly. <laughs> Makes a little honey too. That's one of those firing before you go out to, like, you know, do sports speeches that you get given. Yeah! And then you just take one kid who'd studied. Waking sleepwalkers does not harm them. Well, it is true that a person may be confused or disoriented, but you wake anyone up, they're confused and disorientated. Even if I'm exactly where I was left. Alright, All right, well, this has been another episode of Wiki Review. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll see you next time. We're gonna keep reading this. Enjoy, guys. Email us at wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum, provided by our buddy DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw.